You hear what the Holy Father said last week? Good morning. About homilies? Did you hear what he said? Exactly. Mark Shriver's got it. Ten minutes. Start your clocks. Start the watches. Ten minutes. Start the stopwatches. Most of you are pretty good at this. I, I, I've been here for 25 years. You all look at your watches anyway. You got that. You know what he said? Raise some questions. Get people to think. Ready to think? Not just some plain old pietistic cream puff stuff. Ready to think? Last Sunday, I had the uh, 7.30 Mass at Dahlgren. The Jesuits have a way of giving the diocesan priest the Mass in the middle of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I looked at the altar, and um, you know how we get these full chalices back here? They appear. There was one chalice, and it didn't register with me until I got to communion that, um, oh my God, we're not giving out the cup to everybody because of the flu. The flu has affected Georgetown a little bit. Um, I tell people, stay unclean, stay away, get away from me. I don't want it. I'm getting along in years. My, uh, my immune system is somewhat compromised. Stay home. I want you to think about the Ten Commandments for a minute. You and I grew up in an age and a time, and it continues to be, I, I hear first confessions, where people examine their conscience as if the only thing that's worth thinking about is what you have done against God's law. Good morning. The things that you do against God's law really are not going to hurt God that much. They're going to hurt you. The reason why God's law was put together and Torah was put together was for the health of... Good morning. The community. Every one of those laws after, and including really, your respect for God, from four on in the Ten Commandments, has to do with, you better look out for these things, because if you don't look out for these things, your country's going to shreds. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. If you don't honor your father and your mother, if you start telling lies, if adultery becomes the in thing, right? If you bear false witness against your neighbor, if you don't look out for your parents, if you're coveting your neighbor's goods, and you can go on. The one we got today from Leviticus is one of those. If you've got leprosy and we don't have a cure for it, you better segregate yourself from the community. Are you with me? Stay with me. I want you to relook at your appreciation of your moral code not from the good just of you yourself individually, but from you as you're situated in your family, as, you're situated, as you are situated in the community of Potomac, and in the state of Maryland, and in the United States of America, and in the world. Good morning. Do you begin to understand why the front page and the nightly news have this overwhelming impact, and why we are? subscribing to a very different story than the story that seems to be controlling the 24-hour news cycle. Can I get just a quiet little mumble of an amen? This is not easy to live according to this. 
kind of moral center and code that is there in Torah and that Jesus tries to preach. Now, Jesus is going to recognize that all laws can become a little too rigid. And that sometimes you need, I guess I've been with the Jesuits too long, you need a little way out, a little <clears throat> exception to the rule maybe, or a little consideration that maybe there's a situation that raises some conditions. And man, one of those situations approaches Jesus today. He's a leper who's begging him for a healing. Watch what Jesus does. He reaches out. He does the thing that is condemned. He touches him. The suggestion is pretty simple. When's the last time you touched? Somebody who, in the mind of the world, is unclean or to be separated from us. Think about it for a minute. Do I need to fill in the blanks? I mean, there's a zillion stories there that you could touch that people think are unclean. There's a guy in this uh, parish who runs a program for D.C. public school principals. Man, are they on the end of all kinds of sticks right now because of people getting promoted and graduated who didn't go to school. You know, it's like to walk into a school building. If you're the principal of a school or the replaced principal of a school that's been featured in the paper where kids graduated without going to school, that's as unclean as this leper. Who's doing that kind of work? Most of us are running from those situations. We're putting miles between ourselves and those folks who are not to be touched. That's not what Jesus is urging us to do. So with the stories of the incredible stories of immigration and the stories of people that are refugees. So too with the stories of those that are sick, lame, or too poor to be able to find their way even to be in our company this morning. Watch what Jesus does, though. What he does is he, he doesn't just heal them. I mean, we all love the healing part, right? You got a cancer, you got to heal, right? You got a little, you got another five-year window. Um, the, the treatment is held on for four or five years. Thank you, Jesus, right? What he does is he restores them to a community and he tells them, keep quiet about it. Of course, he can't keep quiet about it. He tells them to keep quiet about it in Mark's gospel because Jesus knows that there's a lot of work we got to do that is not going to hit the 24-hour news cycle or the headlines. And I think this is a great gospel to get us ready for Lent. There are three disciplines that are thrown at us for Lent. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving, or works of mercy. Jesus is pretty radical in his approach to each of the three. Some prayer and reflection every day. Not just saying your prayers, but reflecting on your state relative to the gospel and to the world. What's fasting like? 
What is it like to live in a consumer society where everything's got a price tag and we all get taunted with buy a little more or go a little further or a little deeper in debt? What is it to restrain ourselves? And what is it to look out for one another? The other thing that I think is here in the gospel, and it's, um, it's a theme that Jesus is pretty clear about, he ends up on a cross. He dies like a criminal. He identifies not always with the godly in him, but with the leprous and the sinner and the healer. You and I are called to heal, to restore people to community. Individually, familially, in our communities, politically, and the way we organize and the way we give ourselves puts a little shoulder to the plow. That's what Lent's all about. To get us ready in a deeper way to do that at a different level over against a society that seems intent on kind of living the opposite story of what's there in the Law and the Prophets. We can only do this together. I got your prayers. Will you pray for me? I'll pray for you. Pray for me on another score. 77 years ago today, my mother had her little self opened up and gave birth to yours truly. Can we give? That's for her. That's for Kathleen Baker Kemp and Leroy Kemp. Give me a blessing. 